This is Plant-Based Briefing, Avoiding Fish for Five Years Before Pregnancy, by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, host of this curated content plant-based podcast, where I narrate a variety of articles on plant-based, compassionate, eco-friendly living, with permission in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And today's article is one I referred to yesterday in the episode about omega-3s and how it's much healthier and safer to get omega-3s from plant-based sources than from fish. Today's is from Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org. He is a physician who founded this nonprofit organization as a non-commercial science-based public service, providing free updates on all the latest in nutrition research by bite-sized videos and blogs. They basically summarize all the latest peer-reviewed nutrition and health research with no conflicts of interest. There are no ads, no corporate sponsorships, and 100% of all proceeds he's ever received from his books, DVDs, and speaking engagements have always and will always be donated to charity. They're doing it just to get the truth out there. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Avoiding Fish for Five Years Before Pregnancy by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org The problem with fish advisories that tell pregnant women to cut down on fish is that it may be too late for certain persistent pollutants. If you intentionally expose people to mercury by feeding them fish like tuna for 14 weeks and then stop, the level of mercury in their bloodstream goes up, 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 and then as soon as you stop fish, it drops back down, such that you can detox down half in about 100 days. So the half-life of total mercury in your blood is approximately 100 days. So, even if you eat a lot of fish, within a few months of stopping, you can clear much of it out of your blood. But what about out of your brain? Modeling studies are all over the place, suggesting half-lives similar to blood at 69 days all the way up to 22 years. But when you put it to the test, autopsy studies suggest it may be even longer still. Once mercury gets in your brain, it can be decades before your body can get rid of even half of it. So, better than detoxing is to not tox in the first place. That's the problem with these fish advisories where they tell pregnant women to cut down on fish. For pollutants with long half-lives like PCBs and dioxins, temporary decreases in fish consumption or daily contaminant intake will not necessarily translate to appreciable decreases in maternal, persistent organic pollutant body burdens, which is what helps determine the dose that the baby gets. For example, an infant gets exposed to a tumor-promoting pollutant called PCB-153 if their mom ate fish. But if for one year mom ate only half the fish or no fish at all, it wouldn't budge levels much. Only if mom cut out all fish for five years before do you see a really substantial drop in infant levels. So that's the fish consumption caveat. The only scenarios that produced a significant impact on children's exposures required mothers to eliminate fish from their diets completely for five years before their children were conceived. Substituting plant foods instead of fish would reduce prenatal and breastfeeding exposures by 37% each and subsequent childhood exposures by 23%. So, a complete ban on fish consumption may be preferable to targeted, life-stage-based fish consumption advisories. But if you're going to eat fish, which is less polluted, wild cod or farmed fish? In this recent study, researchers measured the levels of pesticides like DDT, PCBs, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, and toxic elements like mercury and lead in a large sample of farmed and wild-caught seafood. And in general, they found farmed was worse. Think of the suspect as farmed and dangerous. 
The measured levels of most organic and many inorganic pollutants were higher in the farmed seafood products, and consequently intake levels for the consumer if such products were consumed. So, for example, for polycyclic hydrocarbons, persistent pesticides, and PCBs, there was significantly more contamination in all the farmed fish samples for all the contaminants in the salmon and the sea bass, though it didn't seem to matter for crayfish, and the wild-caught mussels were actually worse. And if you split adult and child consumers into only eating farmed seafood or only eating wild-caught seafoods, the level of pollutant exposure would be significantly worse from the farmed seafood. Overall, they investigated a total of 59 pollutants and toxic elements, and, taking all these data as a whole and based on the rates of consumption of fish and seafood of the population in Spain where the researchers hailed from, the results indicate that a theoretical consumer who chose to consume only farmed fish would be exposed to levels of pollutants about twice as high than if they would have chosen instead wild-caught fish. So you could eat twice the amount if you stuck to wild-caught. Easier said than done, though. Mislabeling rates for fish and other seafood in the U.S. are between 30 and 38 percent. So the average fraud rate is like one in three. You just listened to Avoiding Fish for Five Years Before Pregnancy by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and please check out yesterday's episode if you haven't already. And there are two others you can also listen to about the health concerns about fish and the toxins. 253, Health Concerns About Fish, and 336, Heavy Metal Detox Diet. This one is really eye-opening, though. Please share it with anyone who might ever get pregnant, because simply avoiding fish to significantly reduce the risk of brain tumors in your children, I mean, it's such a simple thing to do. Anyone who's considering having children in the future could really benefit. Thanks for listening.